For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject Paul's Life and Letters, For or Against Torah. This is part 12 of the series. So now let's look at some of the hardships that Paul had to endure in proclaiming the hope of Israel. Now we're going to see that Paul saw himself, as we've just been explaining, from his testimony in Acts chapter 13, verse 47, going back to Isaiah chapter 49, verses 5 and 6, that his ministry was primarily directed to the northern kingdom, who was scattered among the nations, and to proclaim to them the good news of Messiah, to call them to repent and to receive the redemptive work of the Messiah, the forgiveness of their sins, and the return of his Torah, and to follow his Torah by the Holy Spirit, that Paul was writing to the northern kingdom in the book of Romans. Keep in mind that as he's addressing the northern kingdom, they're assimilated among the peoples where they're living, so ultimately the teachings of Paul is going to go out to all nations and peoples and tongues. So Romans chapter 9 verse 24, Paul writes, even us whom he has called not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. So the subject is not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. And then Romans 9.25 says, as he says in Hosea. So the Gentiles, as he says in Hosea. The Gentiles, as he says in Hosea. Wait a second. Hosea wasn't written to the Gentiles, meaning those people that were outside and did not have a covenant with God. Hosea was written to the northern kingdom. And so now he quotes Hosea chapter 2 verse 23. I will call them my people which were not my people and her beloved which were not my beloved and now in Romans chapter 9 verse 26 Paul quotes Hosea chapter 1 verse 10 and it will come to pass in the place where it was said you are not my people there shall you be called the children of the living God so Paul is quoting Hosea 1.10 and Hosea 2.23 and says that's what he said to the Gentiles so in context he's addressing and speaking about prophecies to the northern kingdom and so the further show you that in Paul's letter to the Romans, he's primarily addressing those of the northern kingdom who are living in Rome and in the Roman Empire. Romans chapter 10 verse 19, Paul says, but I say, did not Israel know? And here Israel, he's referring to the southern kingdom, the Jewish people. Now Paul then is going to refer to and quote from the Torah, from Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 21. Did they not know? Because it was prophesied. Now Deuteronomy 
Deuteronomy 32 is called the Song of Moses, the second Song of Moses. And Deuteronomy 32 is going to be a prophecy about what's going to happen in future generations from those who were at Mount Sinai and how they're going to depart from the God of Israel, depart from his Torah. They're going to be scattered in the nations, but in the end of days, they'll return. They'll reflect upon what happened to them and they will be restored. So Paul says, first Moses said, I will provoke you to jealousy be them that are not a people and by a foolish nation will I anger you. So the prophecy in Deuteronomy 32:21 is they've moved me to jealousy with that which is not God. They provoke me to anger with their vanities and I will move them to jealousy by those who are not a people. So who in the future history of the nation of Israel from Mount Sinai, who were and became a people that were called not a people? That's the northern kingdom in Hosea chapter 1, that the northern kingdom were given the status of being not my people. And then it was prophesied after they would go to being not his people, meaning they'd be cut off from the covenant, that then they would become sons of the living God. And so this is Hosea chapter 1 and verses 9 and 10. And so now Paul makes a reference to the Torah. Now he's going to make the same reference to the prophets, to the book of Isaiah. Romans chapter 10 verse 20. But Isaiah is very bold and said, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asked not for me. And so it was the northern kingdom who departed from the Torah through the leadership of King Jeroboam and the succeeding kings of the northern kingdom and so they departed by mixing worship of the God of Israel with the ways of the people around them and that combined mixture was called Baal worship so they departed from the Torah and established their own version of worshiping the God of Israel and so Isaiah is referring to the northern kingdom that I am found of them in other words those of the northern kingdom now believe on me that I am the Messiah. I'm found of them that departed from me, that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them. In other words, they accept that Yeshua is the Messiah that weren't seeking after the, the Torah and the ways of the God of Israel. So now in Romans chapter 10 verse 20, Paul is quoting or making a reference to Isaiah 65 verse 1 which says, I'm sought of them that ask not for me. I am found of them that sought me not. I said, behold me, behold me, to a nation not called by my name. Well, who was the nation that was not called by his name? It was the northern kingdom, referencing Hosea chapter 1 verse 9, because in the marriage between Gomer and Hosea, there were three children born. One of the children was named Loami, which means not my people. So he was found of them. They are children of the living God by a people that were called not a people. And so in the book, Ephraim, the Gentile children of Israel by an Orthodox Jew, Yair Davidi, who lives in the land of Israel, page 226, he has a 
chapter in the book entitled Christianity and the Lost Ten Tribes. And he makes reference to Isaiah chapter 65 verse 1, the same verse that Paul makes reference to in Romans chapter 10 verse 20. In order to show that what Paul was referring to and quoting from Isaiah 65 verse 1, that this was seen as the northern kingdom, I read from Yardabiddy's book, given that he's an Orthodox Jew, and he's not trying to give Isaiah 65 an interpretation regarding Yeshua, because he does not believe that Yeshua is the Messiah. Isaiah chapter 65 verse 1, he says, speaks of the ten tribes of the northern kingdom, Ephraim. I was sought of them that asked not for me, I made manifest myself to those that did not request me, I said, I am here, I am here, to a people who did not call my name. And so in Romans, in chapter 11, given that Paul is addressing the northern kingdom in Romans chapter 9, verses 24 and 25, and then he reminds them of the prophecies regarding them in Romans chapter 10, verses 19 and 20, referencing Deuteronomy 32, 21, and Isaiah 65, verse 1, Paul continues in Romans chapter 11, verse 1, and he says, Has God cast away his people? Has God cast away the Jewish people, the southern kingdom, because they're exiled and they don't believe that Yeshua is Messiah? Paul answers and says, God forbid, for I am also an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. Then he says in Romans 11, 11, I say then, have they stumbled? What was their stumbling? Their stumbling was not recognizing and confessing and as a people, that Yeshua is the Messiah. Have they stumbled that they should fall? God forbid. But rather, through their fall, salvation has come to the Gentiles to provoke them to jealousy. So Paul was once again referring to the prophecy in the Torah in Deuteronomy 32 verse 21 that there's going to be a people who's not a people that's going to provoke another people to jealousy. So we can see here that Paul is writing and explaining in his letter to Rome, he's explaining to those of the northern kingdom the prophecies regarding them and their role in coming to Messiah and how it relates and pertains to bringing reconciliation with the Jewish people. And so now Paul asks the question in Romans chapter 11 verse 12, now if the fall of them be the riches of the world and the diminishing of them the riches of the Gentiles, so in other words because the Jewish people and the Jewish leadership rejected Yeshua as the Messiah to be their king, it enabled the northern kingdom who was cut off from the covenant, who were given the status and the judgment and in their exile to be not a people, who Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 8 was given a bill of divorce, if they would repent of their sins through the new covenant, they are able to be restored, they're able to be grafted in to Messiah's new covenant and be a part of his covenant family not only the northern kingdom, but that same invitation to repent of your sins and be a part of Yeshua's New Testament covenant family was extended to all peoples of the world. That's why it says in John chapter 3 verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. If that big blessing came upon the non-Jewish world as a consequence of the Jewish people as a nation and in their religious leadership, 
leadership rejecting Yeshua as the Messiah, Paul asks the question, what will be the case, what will be the situation, what will be the outcome when they receive him? How much more their fullness? And he answers the question, what will be the outcome when they believe that Yeshua is the Messiah in Romans chapter 11 verse 15? That if the casting away of them be the reconciliation of the world, what will be the receiving of them? And Paul answers the question, the outcome will be life from the dead. So what is the life from the dead that Paul is referring to? You remember in Ezekiel chapter 37, Ezekiel was seeing a valley and a vision of dry bones. And we are said about those bones in Ezekiel 37 verse 11, that those bones are the whole house of Israel. But the prophecy in Ezekiel 37 verse 12 is that Ezekiel was told to prophesy to the bones and say to them, thus says the Lord God, behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And so what is regarded as being their graves? It's living in oppression under the dictates of the peoples and the authority in the nations who took the nation of Israel into captivity. And that's their graves, being exiled in the nations of the world. But he's going to open their graves and he's going to cause them to come back to the land of Israel. Their exile is going to end. And it says in Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 13, and you will know that I am Yahweh. You will know that I am the Lord when I've opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves. They're going to know that who is Yahweh when he's gathered his people from the nations of the world where they've been scattered and bring them back to the land. They're going to know that Yeshua is Yahweh, that Yeshua is the Messiah. And this will come with putting the Holy Spirit in the hearts of his people who return to the land and accept Yeshua as the Messiah. Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 14. And I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will place you in your own land. So Paul understood these prophecies, particularly Ezekiel chapter 37. And he saw that the Jewish people are going to accept and believe that Yeshua is the Messiah when he gathers them from the nations where they've been scattered and when they are united with the house of Joseph, the ten tribes, Ephraim, and the northern kingdom. And so Paul taught that this gathering, uniting of the twelve tribes of Israel is going to happen in messianic times, is going to happen in the day of the Lord, and because Yeshua is Lord, Yeshua is Yahweh, it's going to happen in the day, in the times when Yeshua is going to return and set up his kingdom. So Paul taught in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Yeshua HaMashiach and by our gathering together unto him. Now who is prophesied to be gathered unto him? The exiles of Israel when they return to the land. And so Paul referred to the, the gathering of the exiles unto Messiah by the Messiah in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 2, as the day of Messiah, the day of Christ, the day of the Lord. It will happen in the day of the Lord. Next, we're going to look at Paul's teaching in his letter to Timothy concerning food in the end of days. And so in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, Paul writes, Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times some will depart from the faith. And so to Timothy, what is the faith? It's believing in Yeshua as the Messiah and following his Torah by his Spirit. That's faith in Messiah. And so 
how will some depart from the faith? They will depart from the faith by listening to others teach and say that they are to abstain from meats or foods. They're going to depart from the faith by listening to the teachings of others. He's going to tell them to abstain or not eat food which God has created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. So what is the food that God created to be received with thanksgiving and to be eaten by those who know the truth. It is biblically clean food as specified in Leviticus in chapter 11. And Paul goes on to say that no food that has been received with thanksgiving by those who know the truth, the truth is the Torah. Psalm 119 verse 142, thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness and your Torah is the truth, but that no biblically clean food is to be refused to be eaten if it be received with thanksgiving. For it, food which God created to receive with thanksgiving of them who believe and know the truth, that is biblically clean food, it, biblically clean food, is sanctified by the word of God, by God explaining to us what is biblically clean food and what is not. So biblically clean food has been sanctified by the word of God or it's been declared sanctified in the Torah and with prayer. And so in 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 3, that departing from the faith is listening to those who are going to command and say that you're to abstain or not eat meats. And this is the Strong's number 1033 in the Strong's Greek Dictionary. And it's the Greek word broma. And it means food that is to be eaten. So commanding to abstain from food, they're telling you to not eat food, which God has created to be received of them who believe and know the truth. And so this instruction was given to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. 2 Timothy 3, 13. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse deceiving. And so how are they going to deceive? What's the deception? The deception is they're going to tell you that you're not supposed to follow the Torah. The deception is they're going to tell you that in believing in Yeshua as the Messiah, that they're going to tell you to not follow the Torah by the Spirit. 2 Timothy 4.4 And they shall turn away ears. And so the evil men are going to cause the turning away of ears. That's a reference to listening to and following the Torah. Because it says in Psalm 78 verse 1, Give ear, O my people, to my Torah. Give ear to my Torah. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. And so in the last days, perilous times will come because evil men will seduce and deceive and they shall cause the turning away of ears from the truth. They will cause ears to turn from the truth. What is truth? Psalm 119 verse 142. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness and your Torah is the truth. Psalm 119 verse 151. You are near, O Lord, and all your commandments are truth. So let's put this together. Paul writes, instructing Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.1, that the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter days, the latter times, some will depart from the faith. The faith is believing in Yeshua as Messiah and following his Torah by his Spirit. And then 2 Timothy 3.1, that in the last days, perilous times will come, that evil men will seduce.
seduce and deceive, and they will turn away ears from the truth, from expressing faith in Yeshua and following his Torah. And so we can see that Paul is referring to a departation from following the Torah in Messiah because Paul says to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.1, Paul writes to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.2, telling Timothy that from a child you've known the Holy Scriptures. Well, what scriptures did Timothy know? The New Testament hadn't yet been canonized. So what was the scriptures? It was the Hebrew scriptures. It was the Torah, the prophets, and the writings. And so this is the scriptures that Timothy knew. And so what is the application that Paul was warning Timothy that would happen in the last days? That there would be those who would depart from the faith that is believing in Yeshua as the Messiah, and they would depart from expressing their faith in Him because they would not be following the Torah, and in doing so, in in departing from the faith, they would be teaching doctrines, and they would be telling people that they can eat pig. They would be telling people that they should not be trying to just eat kosher. They would be telling them, and they would be instructing them that they should eat all foods and not just those foods which God has created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. That means those that know the Torah. So in other words, in the last days, people would be saying, don't follow the Torah and you don't need to eat biblically clean food, that you can eat whatever you want, that you can eat pig. This is the warning that Paul was given to Timothy regarding the end of days. So then in 1 Timothy 4.4, Paul says that biblically clean food is not to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving for it, that is food that is eaten by those who know the truth and believe in Yeshua and know the Torah, that biblically clean food is sanctified by the instruction of God, by the word of God and prayer. So let's do a final summary of what Paul's instructions were to Timothy regarding his warnings about what would happen in the end of days. Number one, Timothy was taught the Torah. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 15. Number two, those who know the truth, the truth being the Torah and the commandments, Psalm 119 verse 142 and verse 151, those who know the truth, those that follow the Torah and thus would know the difference between clean and unclean food, are to eat their food with thanksgiving because it is sanctified because the Torah has declared it clean. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verses 1 through 5 that in the last days evil men would tell others and cause others to depart from following the truth, that is the Torah by telling them that they can eat anything they want without the restrictions that the Torah teaches. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verses 1 through 5 So this is going to conclude our teaching on Paul, the background of his life, the calling of him into ministry by Yeshua and looking at his ministry teaching teachings as found in his letters with particular emphasis on examining in Paul's letters what did he teach regarding the Torah? Did he teach that believers in Yeshua as Messiah are to follow his Torah or not follow his Torah? And what was it that Paul was opposing? He was opposing the traditions of men, the dogma of men, the rulings of men, which the application in his day and our day is being influenced to follow the Torah through the teachings of the rabbi.
rabbis and the interpretations of the rabbis rather than following the Torah by the Spirit of God, which Paul taught that all who do, all those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. Romans chapter 8 verse 14. So stay with us and we'll continue and finish this teaching. Well, that's going to conclude part 12 of the series on the subject Paul's Life and Letters, For or Against Torah. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.